welcome to the Soul Circle Podcast. I'm Jennifer Beltoff, your host, and I'm excited to be back. It has been a while since I sat down in front of the microphone, and I'm feeling a little bit shaky and unsure. It's as if this is the first time I'm recording, and oh, I don't know. I almost feel I don't know where to begin, so I'm going to start with a welcome. If it is your first time here, thank you for tuning in. This podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and truly realize you are not alone. We are in this together, and we can do so much more together than we ever can by ourselves. If you are returning, oh, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. It means the world to me to know that you are on the other end of this microphone. We have so much to catch up on. And so we might as well jump right into it, shall we? The last episode I recorded was at the end of June. And at that time, I was nine months pregnant, patiently awaiting the arrival of our baby girl. On June 7th, we welcomed her into the world. And it's not the way that I had expected. But again, this is my first child, so I really didn't have many expectations. I had no idea what was going to happen. I probably should have taken (laughs) some kind of birthing class or done something beforehand, but I didn't. And it was an incredible, surreal experience. What the plan originally was, was that that week, on that Friday, if I didn't go into labor before then, the doctor was going to bring me in to induce me. That Wednesday, I went in for my final appointment, thinking it was going to be just like every other one the week before, where they would put me through the stress test, do the ultrasound, check my blood pressure. We would say, hey, see you Friday, and that (laughs) would be that. But that is not what happened. I did the ultrasound. Everything looked great. Stress test, fabulous. And then they checked my blood pressure, and it was high. And the doctor said, well, we were going to send you in on Friday to the hospital, but you're going to go directly from here. And I don't know how, but somehow I held it together in his office. I went to the bathroom (laughs) before I left. I walked out the door almost in this weird haze of like, is this really happening like right now? I, the whole time in my head, I was thinking Friday, Friday, it's going to happen on Friday. I got into the car. I called Dustin and I completely broke down. The floodgates opened. He thought something really bad happened because usually every time after those appointments, I just call and say, yep, everything's good. We're on track. Not this time. (laughs) Not this time at all. And so I headed right to the hospital, tears falling from my eyes, trying to to stay calm (laughs) and hold it all together. Luckily, I did prepare and had my hospital bag packed so Dustin was able to leave work, go home and grab that and meet me at the hospital. And that whole experience of walking into the hospital and checking in, getting into my room, it is all such a haze. It really felt surreal. And I do want to do an entire podcast on my birth story because there's so much to share. So much to share. But the gist of it, what ended up happening was they did induce me that night. I went into labor the following day. 
and ended up having a C-section. So Emma arrived in this world at 7.46 p.m. on July 7th. She was 6.6 pounds and 20.5 inches long. And her name is Emma June. Her middle name is after my mom, which I absolutely love and adore. And it was in that moment that our world completely changed forever. And I knew it was going to happen, right? But when it actually happens, it is completely and totally surreal. Bringing her home was unbelievable. Having to find this new rhythm. Prior to that, it was just Dustin and I. We had no schedule, right? I mean, we had the schedule of work. But if there was something we wanted to do after work or a place we wanted to go, we grabbed our phone, we grabbed our keys and our wallet, and we were out the door. Simple, right? Now we are living in these three-hour increments of when she has to feed, and walking out the door is not so simple anymore. There's things we have to make sure we have. We have to double-check, you know? We had actually gone out once to a place and I totally forgot her food. (laughs) Luckily, I realized before she had to eat, thank goodness, but we had to leave (laughs) because we didn't have anything to feed her. I'm like, oh, this is not going to work. We've got to go home. So my goodness, it's a whole, a whole different world. And I had actually tried recording this podcast before. She was taking a nap, but she had woken up in the middle of it. And then there were all these other technical (laughs) difficulties and issues. And so here we are. And hopefully I'll get through it this time with none of those issues. But that is the world now that I'm living in. It's about adjusting, figuring it out. Every moment is a new moment. There is a ton of learning. And it's Nothing like I expected, nothing like I thought, but so much more than anything. And sitting here, I'm so excited to be back and chatting with you guys again. But I also may be a bit scattered (laughs) because it is all feeling so new. So I might be a bit all over the place. (laughs) So I apologize in advance if that does happen. But here we are. I am very lucky that I am currently on maternity leave with my company and that I have had all of this time to spend with my sweet baby girl. But I have to tell you, those first maybe two or three weeks were really, really hard. It was just me and Emma here, and I felt so isolated. You don't know what to do when you bring a newborn home, right? Like, is it okay to have people come by? Is it not? I don't even know if there's a right or a wrong answer, but we kind of hunkered down and it was just us. Because I had the C-section, I wasn't able to drive anywhere. I wasn't able to lift anything more than her. I really was slow moving, so many aches and pains that I wasn't prepared for. And I was feeling helpless. I was feeling lonely. I was really feeling unsure. Like, am I going to be able to do this? I'm very much a doer. If the garbage needs to be taken out, I'm taking it out. I'm not waiting 
for Dustin to get home to do it. I got to do it. I got to just get things done. But in that moment, I wasn't able to. I really had to slow down immensely and drop those expectations of, yeah, I'm going to get it all done. The house, you know, was a mess. There was dishes piling up in the sink. We didn't vacuum. It was what it was. And I really had to release all of those expectations and allow myself to be okay in the mess. To know that, yes, it would eventually get done and how it is now is really okay. There's no reason to stress or worry or even think about it. Just be in the moment. But I I really did feel like a failure. I felt like, what is wrong with me? If I can't even take out the garbage, how am I going to take care of my daughter? And man, you can go down this rabbit hole real quick. And it can be extremely, extremely tough. And I have to tell you those first two, three weeks every morning when I would bring her downstairs to feed her, the house was quiet. It was just me and her. I would change her. I would feed her and I would cry. (laughs) Oh my goodness. The tears would just pour from my eyes. There were times I wasn't even sure why I was crying. I think it's just the release of all the hormones that are pulsing through your body. But then there was other times where I was sitting there and the tears were spilling. And gosh, I was wishing I was stronger. Wishing I was able to get her out and not have to have had the C-section. You know, feeling a lot of regret for that as if I wasn't strong enough to do it. So many tears spilled for that. Tears missing my mom, really wanting her to be here to meet Emma. I know, oh my goodness, she would have loved her up. She would have taken so much care of me. It would have been just amazing because there's nothing like a mom who just kind of knows what you need and does it. You could kind of just relax in the background and let things happen. And I wanted her to be a part of Emma's life, you know, and to get to spend time with her and watch her grow. And so there were so many tears falling, knowing that that wasn't going to happen. And also tears, just wishing someone would drop me off a meal (laughs) because the last thing that I had the energy to do was to cook or honestly, to even figure out what to order. I was just in this incredible haze and I couldn't even decide. If you have anybody in your life who has a baby, I just encourage you to drop something off. Don't even ask them what food they want. You know what they like. You know what they'll eat. Just leave it at their doorstep. Let them know it's there. It will be the biggest, most amazing gift for them because that was the hardest thing in the beginning is like, I could figure out how to take care of her and feed her and do that. But it was like nourishing me and Dustin. We were just, we didn't have the energy within us to, to figure that out. And in that moment when you're in this haze, I really struggled with asking for help. Because people would say, oh, what do you need? What can I get you? And you, uh, I felt guilty to ask. I felt like I lived too far away to ask. I 
felt like I was being a burden. And it's just really hard to ask for help. I mean, people were willing, 100% willing to do it. But inside, I, I don't know. I don't know why I couldn't ask. It was really a struggle for me. And it was also that exhaustion of, I don't know how to put myself out there. You know, so there were those mornings that rather than ask for help and myself out there, I, I let the tears fall. I gave myself that permission to cry. Without judgment, without thinking that something was wrong with me, but really knowing that I needed that release. If I kept all of those tears bottled up, oh my goodness, it would not have been healthy for me. It wouldn't. I would have then exploded in some other way and it wouldn't have been pretty. I, I had to get them out, you know, and I would sit there, I would hold Emma, I would look at her, loving her up and just tears landing on her cheeks from mine. And it was okay, right? You know, it's okay to be, to be in that moment, to allow the sadness to spill out. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. It doesn't mean that five minutes, things are going to be great. You know, sometimes you just have to be, you, sometimes you just have to meet yourself exactly where you are. And that is what I tried to do. No judgment. Having no judgment towards myself and being kinder towards myself are really some of the many, many lessons I have been learning during this whole process. And it's funny because these lessons are something that no matter where you are in your life, I think we all need to remember them. With me, one of the major things I needed to remember was everything was brand new. Everything was brand new. Never in my life have I had a newborn before. Never have I had this responsibility of having to figure out how to keep something alive, right? Like this was all brand new to me. I had to learn how to do everything for the very first time. And it's funny because I grew up around kids. My mom watched my cousins. She watched friends of the family's kids. There were always kids in our house. So I'm used to being around kids. I've changed a million diapers, right? Fed kids a million times, but it's so, so different when it is your own. And all that responsibility is on you. When Emma was born, she was in the NICU. And when I was in there one of the first times with her, it was time for her diaper to be changed. And so, of course, the nurse, you know, says, oh, all right, change your diaper. Oh, my goodness. I instantly started sweating. I was terrified. And like I said, I've changed a million diapers before. But never on a baby so tiny, right? Never also with like all these eyes watching me. It felt like judgment. And so I, you know, changed her little diaper. They had wipes on the cart that she was on. So I used those, you know, thinking that's what I've done a million times. That's what I do. And the nurse is like, oh, honey, no, you don't, you don't need to use the wipe on her. Her skin is way too sensitive when she's this small. You can just use this little cloth with some water. My goodness, I had no idea. No idea. So yeah, learning. <laughs> really, really learning. 
And that's, that's how it is every single day. And I'm going to make mistakes, right? I have already made so many mistakes. That's life, right? We are all making mistakes every single day. But what I have seen is the resiliency, the resiliency in Emma, where the mistake is not detrimental, right? She just rolls with it. And also the resiliency within myself, where again, it's not detrimental. We get through it. We make the mistake. We move on. We learn from it. And that's that. It's not the end of the world. And it's interesting having a new baby and having people around you. Because some people are very quick to point out what you're doing wrong. And they will want to tell you, oh, you should be doing this instead of this. This is the way I did it with my kids. So you absolutely have to do it this way with yours if you want them to do X, Y, and Z. Oh, and got to tell you, that can be really overwhelming as a new parent. Really, really overwhelming. I have had people tell me that I'm not holding her correctly, that I really should be doing it differently. And when you're in this new parent phase, you're already filled with all the self-doubt in the world because everything is brand new. And so it can be really quick to take that criticism and just go down the rabbit hole of doubting yourself, of feeling like you're not doing it good enough, that you're not capable of even doing it right, right? It can be so quick to go down that rabbit hole. And so what you really need to do, what I really learned I had to do was trust myself, to trust my instincts, to know that I knew the right thing to do. And if I didn't, I knew to ask and be like, wait a minute, I'm not sure what to do in this situation. Let me, let me ask some folks and find out, right? Your intuition knows. And it's funny because before having her, that was one of my biggest fears of, I have no idea how to take care of a newborn. What do you do if this happens? What do you do if that happens? And everyone kept saying, you know what? Your natural instincts, they just kick in. I don't know how it happens, but it does. And you figure it out. You know exactly what to do in the moment. And it's wild because that is exactly what happens. Somehow, you know, you don't even know how you know, but you do. And so really, truly trusting myself was the main, main thing I had to do. To tune out those things that I knew weren't going to work for me, to listen to what was going to, because yeah, some people are also going to tell you some really amazing things that you didn't know about. And it's great. And you're like, oh my goodness, you have just made my world a million times easier. Thank you for telling me that. But everyone is different, right? Every single human being is different. Every baby is different. What is going to work for one person is not going to work for another. That goes for every human. And it goes for little teeny tiny babies who are just trying to figure out how to make it in the world. And so it's really about going with what works for you. That's what I had to do. What is going to work for me? What's going to work for Dustin? What's going to work for Emma? And that might not look like the way other people around me have done it before. But if it's working for me, that's exactly what I really needed to do. 
And somehow I made it through those first two to three weeks. I made it through that loneliness. And what a blessing because during that time then, it was around August, and Dustin's restaurant always closes for the month of August. So to have him home with me, to not have it just be me and Emma, was the gift that I needed in that moment. It really changed everything. It felt so good to be together as a family and to just be cocooned up in our own little world, trying to figure it out together. We had to learn everything new. We had to find this new rhythm because even the rhythm that I had found when it was just me and Emma became different when Dustin was now home. And so really seeing, you know, what does that look like? How is it going to work for us? And I have to tell you, one of my most favorite, favorite things so far has been watching Dustin with her. Oh my goodness. In the hospital, seeing him with her for the first time, I will tell you, I fell in love with him again, all over again. It melted my heart just watching how sweet and tender he was with this tiny little human. Unbelievable, really unbelievable. And this is like a bigger, you know, guy. So to see him hold her so tiny in his arms, oh. And just the way he looked at her and the way he spoke to her, oh my goodness, it was amazing. I have seen him before with my brother's kids, but they're older, you know, so he's playing with them, joking with them. But to see him with his own daughter, first of all, who is this tiny little bean. Oh, it's amazing. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. And he is so good with her. So good with her. My heart has expanded a million times. And with him being home, we really have the opportunity now to get out of the house. It was summertime. The weather was gorgeous. And for all of our sanity, we couldn't just continue staying cocooned up. We had to get out. I needed fresh air. I needed to see things other than the four walls around me. I mean, absolutely love and adore my home. But after a while, you know, you just, you got to get out. And especially in the beginning when they were saying like, oh no, you can't drive, can't go anywhere. Once somebody tells you you can't do anything, that's all that you want to do, right? Like all I wanted to do was jump in my car and drive somewhere. I didn't even want to arrive at a destination. I just wanted to drive around. So once he was home, we were finally able to get out. It was truly amazing. And I have to say she has been really great about going to the park for a walk. And then if she's hungry there, like we just feed her there rather than rush home, you know, and she has just adjusted to where we have been, which has been amazing. We took her to her first baseball game. <laughs> we love the Rockland Boulders, which is a small, not even a minor league team. I don't even know what division it is. But we go to them all the time around here. And it's perfect because it's outdoors. You're not near folks. You can just kind of hang out. It's very relaxed. And she was great. You know, she just slept in the stroller. We fed her. We hung out. 
And it made us feel so good to be out in the world and doing something that we really enjoy doing. We bring her to the park all the time to go for a walk. We'll even just walk around the streets here, which is wonderful. She loves being in the stroller, which is great. We even have taken her now to the beach. Why not, right? It's summertime. She slept practically the whole time, (laughs) which was perfect. And we even went on our very first family overnight. We went to, it's about probably like an hour and 20 minutes from here, a small town called Lambertville, New Jersey. A really cute, quaint little town. And you can walk over the bridge and there is New Hope, Pennsylvania, which has these cute little shops. And again, like a really quaint little town to walk around in. And so during the day, you know, we had her strapped to Dustin on the the carrier. We walked and explored the town. The weather could not have been more perfect. It was the most beautiful, stunning day. Great to be outside walking around. Even when we brought her into um, a restaurant, like we still just had her strapped to him and he was fine. We fed her when we needed to. And it was so great to to get out, to be in the world, to see what it was like to, you know, sleep away from home for the night. We have the little like bassinet for the stroller. So she just slept in that, in the room. It worked out perfect. And again, just that mental sanity of knowing that, yeah, we do have this amazing little one, but it doesn't mean our world needs to stop and we have to stay in this tiny bubble, we can also continue to fill our own well and keep getting ourselves out there into the world. And I'm so glad that we took that little trip. I know in the beginning, I was a little hesitant about it. Would it work out? Would it be okay? I know Destin was also hesitant, but we're thinking, all right, you know, it's an hour and 20 minute drive. If anything, we just come back home, right? Simple. But nope, it worked out perfect. It was so, so nice. I'm so glad that we, we took the leap and went and did it. And so, you know, currently we're just trying to go with the flow of things, see how they are, see what this new life is like. I'm feeling so blessed to have her. And it's still, I got to tell you, it's still surreal that I'm a mom. <laughs> I, I mean, I carried her for nine months. So I knew she was coming, but there was even times like during my pregnancy when I didn't even feel like I was pregnant. I mean, I was huge, but then for some reason, like it wasn't connecting, you know, that there was this tiny little human growing inside of me. And now here she is in the world and I got to take care of her and figure out, you know, how to do that. (laughs) And she has been with us now for about two and a half months which feels like the blink of an eye, but also at the same time, it feels like she has been here forever. Absolutely forever. And gosh, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. Like my heart has expanded with so much love and joy and gratitude. And it's not easy, right? Like the days are tiring. It's long. But there's also these beautiful moments when she looks up at you and smiles and your heart just melts. 
Mm, so amazing. And so now I'm really just trying to find my own footing again. I'm glad that I took that time away from everything because I really did need to just be present in the moment. Everybody always says, you know, the time goes so fast to really be present. And it's so easy to say that. And it's so much harder to actually do it. But I am really trying to be conscious of when I'm with her, being with her. You know, not scrolling on my phone, not, you know, being distant somewhere else in my mind, but enjoying her, being present with her. And so taking that time away from the podcast, taking that time just to kind of step back and regroup and be really in the moment was exactly what I needed. And I'm so glad that I took that time, but I'm also really glad to now be back sitting in front of this microphone talking with you. Throughout this little break, I did keep up, you know, in the Soul Circle community, and that has been wonderful and such a a saving grace to have that place to land each day and to connect with other wonderful humans. If you haven't come over, please come over and introduce yourself in the Soul Circle community. It's an entirely free space off of social media. I love being there. We talk about gratitude. We have little mini challenges to kind of stretch ourselves outside of our comfort zones. We share the things that bring us joy. We learn more about one another and you can just show up exactly as you are. And what a gift that is because we really need that place where you can land, where you can be you, where you don't have to have on a mask or have everything perfectly in place. It can just be you as you are. And so I'm looking forward to getting back to those monthly lives together where what I have done in the past is do a little bit of reading from something that's inspirational, pull cards, talk about kind of, you know, what happened the previous month and set our intentions for the month to come. We're really looking forward to getting back into those and just expanding that community even more. I have ideas of different things that I want to do, classes I want to teach, get back into the writing class, and it's all exciting, and it's now just figuring out how do I make it work, (laughs) you know, in this new rhythm and routine that I am in. And it will, right? Everything always finds its way. It's just unearthing it and navigating it and doing what is right for you. So that's where I am now in this moment. I have a ton to share with you. I have a list of all topics that I want to chat about. I also really want to bring guests back. So I'm going to look to do that as well. If there's anyone that you would love for me to chat with, please drop me a note and let me know. And I'll be back every single Sunday like I was before. And I look forward to it. I look forward to sitting here with you and just knowing that we are together. Mm, What a gift that is. And I know I usually leave you with a writing prompt at the end of every episode. And so for this week, I just want you to reflect back on the summer and these past few months now that we are turning into fall. What are the memories that you want to hold on to? 
what things happened that were so beautiful and wonderful that you don't want to forget. Gosh, I have a list of things that unfolded with this new family dynamic that we have. And I, I want to have those etched in my heart. I want to remember them. To remember the way that Dustin and I came together. How even in our exhaustion, we found our way to one another. And the times we just held each other, both crying because we were so happy, but also so exhausted, right? And beautiful, beautiful moments. I want to remember all of it. What do you want to remember from the summer? Write it down, get it down. It's always so wonderful to have these things down on paper. And I'll be back next Sunday with a brand new episode. I hope you will join me then. I also hope that you come over to the Soul Circle community. There is a link to it below in the show notes. You can also find it on my website or in my profile on Instagram. And let's connect because that is really truly what it is all about, is us coming together. That is why I started this podcast, why I started the community space, what I'm longing for and needing, and what I know we all need is that connection to one another. I wish you oh, a wonderful week ahead. I send you so much gratitude for being here. And I will see you next week. Talk to you soon. Thank you.